Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I used to just snap my fingers and make things happen. You don't know anything about politics. Maybe not, but I do know about power. You can't hide women like me, Mr. Mayor. I'm angry. We're angry. You're acting like a woman who has nothing to lose. I have nothing to lose. You're overreacting. I've been underestimated my entire life. It's different for women, and you know that. I'm passionate about the things that are important. I'm not going to let anyone shut me up. I'm willing to make whatever sacrifices are needed. Sacrifices? I gave up my home and my job. We do the most good for the greatest number of people. You really sold your soul, didn't you? This isn't going to work. Oh, come on, baby. This is our first fight. Don't be like that. Pearson, season one, episode five is over. If you're ready to hear us talk about the former city attorney, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Cisternino, back here with the guy who's never got the flashback filter on. It's Chappelle. Rob, I don't think they ever take it off here. I'm I'm convinced that this whole thing is a flashback, and then we just had a flashback within a flashback on this Flashback episode. within a flashback? We had Inception? I believe so. I, I think so. Because they, they Pearsonception? Pearsonception. They're gonna name the whole city after Pearson soon, right? Mm-hmm. I guess so. Yeah. All right. Rob. Yep. I know for a fact that you enjoyed this episode. I did. But, I but, yes. What? Is it is it because Harvey came back? Because let's not bury the lead. We so, got Harvey in this episode. Yeah, we did get Harvey in this episode. I, I would say it wasn't necessarily because of that uh alone. But I would say I think that this was the most suits episode of Pearson so far. I think this was the first episode of Pearson that felt like it was in the same universe as suits. You know, the the flashback didn't hurt because that's a that's something we're used to. Um, Also, having Harvey there and seeing Jessica up to her old tricks. You know, the Jessica we know is a person who she's a, she's a head of a law firm, but the big, like the big thing that her and Harvey were good at was like making the lawsuit go away. Right. Like how do we get them to settle? We don't want to go to trial. We have to find something on the person we're working with or, or working for or working against to get them to fold. And Jessica's task in this episode is, uh, well, she's not a lawyer, but if she can make this lawsuit go away, then everybody wins. And that's what we're used to. And so, yeah, I do think it had a lot of suits DNA in uh, the episode. And I enjoyed it as well. I'm not yeah. going to lie. It was great. Jessica was acting like a lawyer. We had Jeff Malone uh, show up by the end. We had uh, the flashback giving us like a re-contextualization uh, of uh, these relationships. Uh, maybe we care about Carrie and Bobby a little bit. Yeah, that was what this episode was really trying to do. It was trying to make us like Bobby. Because I think that Carrie, you can sympathize with Carrie, 
But you can't really sympathize with Bobby prior to this episode. Like he's a, he's the mayor, but he's not doing what's best for the city. He seems kind of like a nepo baby. Like his dad was the mayor, so now he's the mayor, and you know he's kind of just inherited this thing, and he's doing what he wants, and he's got a, you know his uh his um you know person on his staff that he's sleeping with. You know it's, it was very like uh, Bobby's wife is sick. You know very icky from Bobby. But in this episode, we find out that Bobby basically was forced into the role. There was some family, uh, some underhanded stuff coming from his family that they made this Tommy Deal person disappear. And now Bobby has to take up the mantle because if he doesn't, it might slip that Tommy uh, Tommy Deal was disappeared by former mayor and Bobby's family. Um, and so, yeah, there are definitely a lot of things that happen in this episode that kind of make you say, okay, maybe Bobby's not completely awful. But um, they needed that at some point because we're five, five episodes in and I really could care less about Bobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they did like nicen him up a little bit. Like they gave him like an injection of like Mike Ross and the old uh, Bobby uh, where he is, uh, you know, he's in it for the right reasons. Uh, he he is right, but at the same time, it's it's kind of like they have him over a barrel, you know. Like they he he couldn't have denied being the mayor if he wanted to, because what if his family his uh, big secret had Frickin gotten found? Pat out, McGann, right? yeah, Pat McGann's in charge of everything here. It's uh, you know where the money resides. So yeah, I think it did it did a lot for Bobby's um, personality uh, in this season. But you know, like I said, not the biggest Bobby fan. If I was ranking all the characters, Bobby's pretty low on, on the rankings for sure. Pretty low. Okay. So, um, the storyline rate basically is about, you know, Carrie ends up getting served with papers that her old boss, the titular former city attorney is, has a, wrongful termination case and he's bringing Carrie and Bobby into all of this and because I guess he can prove that Carrie and Bobby had a relationship going back as far as then of a sexual nature this is going to be very bad for Bobby yeah and uh, it's Carrie's job to make sure this stuff doesn't affect Bobby, but also, you know, um, there is a little bit of merit to what the man is talking about. He's saying, you know, like, I feel like I was fired so that Bobby could give his girlfriend a new job. And we find out that Bobby and Carrie do meet around the same time uh, where this all blows up. So what happens is uh, Carrie finds out that her boss is uh, basically just like paying people, well, He's under, uh, under, I guess, underpaying people for these settlements, making evidence disappear. A lot of suits, a lot of suits DNA, even in this case, you know, mm-hmm. where her mentor is the one, her mentor and her old professor, you know, they kind of do all, all the Cameron Dennis? A little Cameron Dennis, a little or whatever that professor was that was uh, at Harvard, you know. Oh, okay, let's think about that. that. Professor. Come on. We got, got we got this somewhere, somewhere. We got this. Uh, we did it. Give me a second. Well, well, I'm not going to look it up. Professor on the Gerard. Gerard. Yes, Professor Gerard. It's a lot of that. It's her mentor. It's a professor. She trusts this guy, and he's out here do, uh, like doing some dirty dealings in the background. We saw the same thing with Daniel Hardman. This is that's why I think a lot of this was very suits coded. Uh, but you're right. Um, she catches. She she finds out about him, but now she has to figure out if she's going to blow the whistle on him. And then what does that do for mm-hmm. her career? And she figures that out right as she starts this, uh, you know, back alley relationship with a married man who just happens to be. There's a lot of back alleys in this show. 
lot of back alleys. They love them in Chicago. But yeah, there's a relationship with a married man who just, who happens to be alderman and next in line for the mayorship. Yeah. I'm just thinking about like, okay, what what was uh like what did I like about this episode and not like about this episode? Um I don't know, we didn't we didn't spend a lot of time with um Jessica's family in this episode. They didn't. Are they weren't in this episode. I don't that? know. I, I mean, they seem like <laughs> nice people, but I don't know. I feel like that maybe uh, it's not like that. I want to be spending more time with like the Pat McGanns of the world, but I don't know. Is the Jessica's family storyline doing anything? I think that is the difference between this show and Suits, and I think you could even look at our favorite episodes of Suits. We like when they're doing their jobs. We like when they're very much in the office, in the in the um, the courtroom, when they're making the dealings happen. And we saw Jessica back up to her old tricks doing that. We saw Carrie even to some extent doing that. But in Suits proper, we didn't love the, like, oh, let's go spend the day with with Mike. You with know, Mike's grandma. He, right. It's like, Graham, Graham, Graham's was cool, but that's not what we were looking for. Harvey kicking it with Marcus and mom. It's like, Okay, that's cool, but we really want the people in the office doing the things. Mm-hmm. And I think that we got away from that while we're dealing with Jessica's family. I think Jessica's family is a very important part of this show, but that might also be why these shows are very different than yeah. each other. And so, yeah, maybe that was the thing that was kind of slowing down um, your in- enjoyment of this season. Yeah, I don't want to say it's only that, but I feel like that I really liked this episode and it did feel like suits and they weren't there. So that's, a, yeah. you know, what one of the potential reasons. But we kind of get like the at the end of this thing that Bobby really thanks Carrie uh, and we sort of like get this, you know, attempt to like thread the needle of that Carrie made Bobby into the person that he is, that he could not have become mayor had it not been that Kerry gave him his groove back, uh, that basically that it wasn't just the sex. It wasn't just like the relationship. She somehow got him to be a, a better, different person. Were you buying that? No, but I think she reminded him that people actually care about their jobs and care about the city. And I think as Alderman, he was just kind of on autopilot. He really wasn't doing much. Um, he knows he's in line to be the mayor, but it's just because his dad is the was the mayor before. You know, it's not like he had taken any big stances or big swings. He was just there. And so when she shows up like, no, people are being wronged and we have to do something about it. He's kind of like, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think we do have to do something about it. I think. That's not, yeah. I, what happened to saving people and working for the city and and you know actually doing my job as a public servant? And so I think that that's what it was. I think she just reinvigorated that part of him. Now, as far as made him the no, no, no. That's 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 ridiculous. Uh, but it's definitely one of those things where he had probably let that spark go, and then she brought in some new energy that really livened him up and got him back his head back into the game. Now, all this is happening while Pat McGann has him by the balls, but. Regardless, I think eventually he would have like it's like he wanted to become that mayor that Kerry was uh pushing him to be, but at the end of the day, he's in a vice grip right now, and so he cannot do that. Yeah. So with this whole situation uh that's going on, Bobby tells Carrie that she's like, Hey, I know you, you're married. He's like, Yeah, I'm separated. Okay. Yeah. Are we buying that Bobby is separated? 
Because I I've heard sometimes mm-hmm. some of these guys out here they tell a woman that they're separated, mm-hmm. but they're not separated. Really, um, I think in the moment they might have they're been together. Separated. So here's what I'm thinking. This is what I think we're going with this. I do think they're separated in this moment, but I think in an episode or two, we're going to get the flashback of when he finds out his wife is sick. And when he finds out his wife is sick, he's going to go back to his family, try to make amends. And that's why he does not feel guilty about cheating on his wife with Carrie. Uh, Because he's like, I only came back here because you were sick and I thought it'd be good for the family. Mm -hmm. And it awful that i left you on your deathbed basically um and so i think that's where it's going so i do think that right now he's separated but he's still married okay you know separated and divorced are not the same so you know for him to go through this this is not like it's not like being separated does not absolve him from any any guilt in this situation if his wife is not aware that they are moving on um to other people so yeah i don't think he's lying because I think if he lies about this, Carrie at one point will know that he's lying because we he's very publicly married right now. Mm-hmm. So at some point, it comes out that he lied and she's just like, I don't care, I love you. Or, you know, I think the latter is probably more, um, you know, probably more uh, believable, which is he was separated technically and just isn't anymore. Okay, one of the things that they also brought back from Suits as it pertains to uh, uh, Bobby's wife is that Jessica's former husband, Quentin, also had ALS. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Right. He, he, had, he had, I'm sorry. So he had, it's not the same. She, she, his wife has MS. Uh, mm-hmm. Her husband had ALS. So ALS. he, so he, uh, that Jessica says that she knows uh, what it's like to be uh, at least in a relationship with somebody, even though that they were not together uh, at that time. I thought that was interesting because I had kind of forgotten. Like, really, I think Quentin is in what, like two episodes of Suits? He's yeah. not really so- played up as a big part of Jessica's backstory. Right. Quentin's not a huge part of her backstory, but the story about the AL, well, the ALS is because remember, she ends up having to do that lawsuit with Quentin's uh Yeah, new I forgot about that. New wife, yeah. You know, yeah. and so that does become a focal point at different points. Uh, and ALS and MS are, are very similar in like their the the things that happen to the body. Yeah. And so she's right. She's like, I've I've seen this. They have similar symptoms, but they're they're different diseases. But she she has been in a situation where she's been forced to watch someone that she loves deal with a debilitating or even a deadly disease. Or uh and um and she gets it. And to be in a, a position of power where you have to hold it together, right? And so although Jessica and Quentin were already divorced by the time this became a thing, she does feel like she could relate to Bobby in this way. And I thought that this would be the thing that brought them together. It just never happens because she doesn't tell Bobby. She tells uh, his brother, Nick D'Amato. And Nick D'Amato, I'm assuming, will one day tell Bobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick and Jessica, they are getting uh, closer in uh, their professional relationship uh, that he's a little annoyed that uh, Jessica thought that he murdered somebody. As he should be. But also, I think like we're starting to put the pieces together that he, I think he did murder somebody. But well, not I don't that know person. if he murdered anybody. I, look, he probably didn't murder Tommy Deal. 
But he definitely knows where the body's buried, right? Like he's he's aware of that happening. Um, I think he's just annoyed at Jessica in general because Jessica demands transparency from everybody she deals with. She's like, you gotta tell me, you gotta tell me, or I can't work with you. You gotta tell me, or I gotta look into you, or I can't trust you. And then he says, Well, Jessica, tell me something. <laughs> you don't need to know anything about me. Like, Jessica, yes, I do. You just showed the hell up out of nowhere after you know being disbarred in New York. And we know why you were disbarred in New York, but it still doesn't explain to us what exactly do you plan on accomplishing here. Like she doesn't give any insight into what she's doing, and it's a one-sided relationship. So he's more like her driver mm-hmm. and also someone she suspects of murder, but there's no real relationship between the two of them. And I think he's trying to meet her halfway. Jessica's just not bending at all. Yeah. Jessica, at the end of the episode, gets greeted by Jeff Malone. Jeff Malone comes home. Do we think that we get Jeff Malone back for the rest of this season one. And this is the halfway point of season one. No, he's leaving. He's leaving he's again. Leaving. He, he won't be in the entirety of the next episode. Like he might be at the beginning, but he's not, not, um, hmm. not I don't see it. Cause why, what are we bringing Jeff Malone back for? If it's, if it's not just to like pop in and say hi, like he, they haven't given us a reason why he should be there. Maybe, maybe in the next episode, they need another lawyer or something, but Jeff Malone is just like being, the one, I guess, warm figure toward Jessica in these episodes when she has nobody else. Yeah. I just wonder if that maybe this is in episode five, we get Jeff Malone. We got a phone call from Gabriel of uh, Harvey, Gabriel mocked. Uh, I wonder if there was like a note of like, make it more suits. I think so. I think five episodes in and we haven't thought about Harvey, Mike, Lewis, R- Rachel, Donna at all to mm-hmm. where their names have barely even come up, if any. Uh, I think that you might want to say, OK, hey, this is in the same universe. The, you know, kind of ease us in to the things, you know, and then maybe if they're getting feedback or, you know, they're doing like the, those um, what do they call them, those focus groups where they're saying, what about this show? Is it like I think they're kind of they're asking the robs of the world. Like, what do you like about a show? And what, do you, what don't you like? You're like, mm-hmm. I kind of miss when they were doing the suit stuff. When, you know, somebody slams a folder, there's none of that going on in the show. And so they're kind of like, okay, well, let's ease Harvey into it. Because Jessica talks to Harvey and Harvey makes this whole thing go away. But we don't see how Harvey does it. She's just kind of like, Harvey, I need a favor. He's like, I'll do it. I got you. And then it's boom, it's done. What was going on at at Zane, Spectre, Wheeler, you know, Williams? WW, yes. Yeah. of course. Uh, Look, we don't know. That's what I'm saying. So, like, it, it feels like Harvey made this situation with the. Was Faye gonna come in? Hang up that phone right now. You better not be doing. You better not be doing dirt for Jessica Pearson. She's disbarred. On the phone. Right. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Like, we didn't get the things that we like, and so like, it's like they were breadcrumbing us a little bit. So maybe Jeff Malone is another breadcrumb to lead us to where we ultimately get some of that old magic from ZSLWW. Yeah, we I have... just don't see a world where Mike Ross doesn't pop up at some point. You think so? Mike Ross, uh, Harvey, somebody. I mean, Lewis, nobody. We're five episodes in. Mm-hmm. You're not going to give us nothing? Yeah. Just well, a, a Harvey phone call is So enough, I huh? can't believe that we haven't gotten like any of even like the most minor of side characters from Suits here in Pearson. Like uh, a Travis Tanner or somebody. What the hell is Travis Tanner doing in Chicago? Just, just somebody who's in like, there's a million of these Suits characters that are in like two episodes mm-hmm. that, that they could have like brought back for something. Yeah. Anita I mean, Gibbs, do... you know, somebody. Mm-hmm. They said, uh, well, no, I think, well, if we're looking at the timeline, 
they're probably those those characters are all busy because remember that's when the uh when the ZSLWW is having their biggest fights and they started bringing in the the rogues gallery. But yeah. I do think you're right. I think maybe now that they've sent this old city attorney to New York to go do business, maybe you know there's a overlap there where it's like oh we sent him to New York, but now he's suing us again and he's got Daniel Hardman. You know, mm-hmm. give us something. I think that. Five episodes in, it, you yeah. don't respect us. Ava Hessington. Somebody could have been. What in the hell play. is Ava Hessington going to do? She's <laughs> investing in Chicago. Okay. She's going to open up a new oil refinery. Listen, speaking of characters from other television shows, yeah. I think I finally. Did you, did you recognize Bobby Novak's wife? No. What's she from? I think that's, I think that's Walter White's sister-in-law. Oh, yeah, I think that's Skylar's sister. I can't think of her name, but I think that's her from Breaking Bad. Betty? Betty? Is her name <laughs> Betty? That's an awful name. Uh, <laughs> no, no disrespect to the Bettys listening to this. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, I, for a character, I don't know if I would have guessed that it was Betty. But yeah, okay. I think it's Skylar White's sister. Let me see. Okay, so uh, let's see. In hindsight... Marie! Marie. Marie. Sorry. Sorry, yes. everybody. Okay. Sorry, Bettys. Um, so, yeah, so... This is uh what what's her that was that in episode three or four uh when uh, we four, this is episode five so okay yeah, I, th- I feel like that they were not in episode f- uh four I feel like that they were like they were off at the Mayo Clinic and so uh, episode three right yeah, right right episode three okay uh we had uh Bobby Novak Stephanie Novak uh uh so uh Stephanie Novak is actually played by Betsy Brandt not uh not a not Betty. Betty okay okay. Uh, and Betsy and Brandt Brandt is best known for Breaking Bad. Hey, I saw the 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 previously on Pearson, and I was like, I know this lady. Why don't why is this, who is this woman? And I was like, I can't, I couldn't think of her name. I was just like, that's Walter White's friend. That's all I could get out of <laughs> Walter me. White's uh, friend. I couldn't figure out what role she was playing, but I was like, I think that's his sister-in-law. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. I don't know if we get any more of Marie, but that was it took me a minute. Remember when, when she was there. stealing stuff? And remember how the show just kind of let that go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's well, like the one thing in Breaking Bad that doesn't really lead to anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Breaking Bad, I feel like is is pretty tight in terms of like there's not a ton of other like subplots for the other characters that really go nowhere, but that's probably high up on the list. Right, like like we she was a thief. we yeah. almost we never follow like Walter Junior to school and see what's going on there, but uh, we did have uh, Marie being stealing stuff. Yeah, just because, mm-hmm. just for kicks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe it's sort of like you know you hang around with Walter White and there's something in the air. Yeah, everybody's a criminal at some. Maybe point. it's everybody has like a little a bit of a demon in them, and then Walter White just fed his. Except Walter Jr. He mm-hmm. seems like a upstanding guy. He's he was a, such a brat, but aside from that, mm-hmm. yeah, seems fine. Yeah. Okay. So um l- let's just talk a little bit about this storyline with uh Jessica and the former city attorney. Boy, they really like made a meal out of like uh him in the flashback versus him now. And there were a lot of like there's a lot of shaming of this man about his physical appearance in the present, right? Yeah, they said, ew, you look nasty. That looks like that. That must be that guilt taking over because you look disgusting. Even Bruh, Jessica you- was like, that's why you look like hell. Like, you she didn't did. see him. Jessica, you weren't even there five years ago. You didn't see the flashbacks. You don't know what this man looked like. 
Right, but she's like, even not knowing what you used to look like. I've seen God, a goddamn picture of you, and you look like absolute hell. Listen, you don't need a before and after to tell somebody they look like hell. The man walked in looking disheveled at best, and she was like, "Listen, this is disgusting." And she was not wrong. He looked like get he had yourself seen days some for goddamn sure. elf cosmetics. I mean, or something, or something. But no, nah, instead he pops up, uh, looking raggedy and trying to apparently get money out of the city and so it it comes off like a like a cash grab like mm-hmm. oh i lost my job but he didn't want you money know, he was no well he didn't want a million dollars he really wanted to make bobby and dollars. carrie pay for what they, yeah two million dollars probably would have made him flinch a little bit but he wanted to make bobby and carrie pay because not only does he physically look awful but he also has lost a lot of credibility and like mm-hmm. he's never able to get his job back he's never able to get any uh probably any other real career opportunities and he's shamed in a way that jessica relates to because that's essentially why she had to leave new york she had to start all the way over after she was disbarred and she almost wasn't even able to get a job in chicago so yeah um she's been there before i guess she'll say that yeah okay so um, that's what's going on with that guy. I guess he's going to go get a job. Uh, where do you think Harvey sent this guy in New York? Uh, is, is he sent him to like to uh, uh, Caldor and uh, Ra- Randall and Caldor? <laughs> Rand Caldor. Rand Dane. Caldor. Yeah. Is, is Robert Zane not there anymore? Yeah, I don't think they're there anymore. What was the other... Was there another big law firm over there? Uh, it was the Hardman. one that Travis Tanner worked at. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Did, <laughs> the, the guy, he needs clients, right? Uh, I think by that time, Harvey had given up his big motor contract, so maybe he goes and works for them. I don't know. This guy just needs a job. He doesn't care where he goes. Yeah, okay. Can we talk a little bit about this photographer? We saw at the end of the last episode, Carrie went home with this guy, and then... Um, you know, basically stayed the night, uh, and mm-hmm. then the next day he left and then he comes back at the end of the episode and she's like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you, uh, I'm in a relationship. Right. She's lying. She's just trying to get him to go away because the photographer is available and he seems interested mm-hmm. and she's not able to do that right now because she's in a relationship with a married man and it's driving her crazy. Is there anything you'd like and to say to Carrie? No. Carrie, stay where you are. You want this. Sometimes you just got to sit in your misery. Not, you know, sit, Carrie, so sit down. Sit, not, sit in it. Feel sit, that. Feel not that. even stand up. No, because she, Carrie knows she needs to stand up. There's no point in me yelling this at her. Mm-hmm. She knows she needs to stand up. Carrie, instead, wallow. Feel that. Feel the weight of this whole thing and, and how it's bearing down on you and making you question your own existence. And when you are ready, you will stand up. But right now, I can't force it. I can't want it for her more than she wants it for her, Rob. Okay. At this point, she knows what she has to do. She just can't is this do it. A, is the okay. photographer back? I, he's got to come back, right? Like He's the only other thing she has going for herself mm-hmm. aside from this thing. Like you know, like, She's got to come back. Okay. You don't think that the photographer is like deep cover Donnie Brasco working for this Rico case, right? Like to take pictures of stuff? Oh. It wouldn't be the craziest, right? Can they do that? Can they do that? Like, is that because that sounds like, uh, you know, if you get to like date the people you're spying on, if you work at the FBI. That's true. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Because I like. I like the idea that there is somebody outside of this that is trying to drag her 
away from, you know, whatever this ridiculous ass relationship that she's in on. But him being a photographer does kind of make me like question him because, you know, we see a lot of photos in this, um, in this, yeah, there's a lot of like, where, yeah, a lot of photos, a lot of files with like just, uh, you know, photos of people, dead bodies and stuff like that. Wouldn't be shocked if he was, he was on somebody's payroll, on it. but I don't know. I don't, I think, I think this is the end. I think, okay. I think Luke's gone. All right. Then, we talk about Derek and Yoli at all? Let's talk about it. And Yoli. And the quest for Icarus to come to Chicago. I don't care nothing about Icarus. I barely care about Derek. Yoli, can we talk real quick? Yoli, what the hell are you doing? I just, this is who needs to stand up. She has taken this job with the city and has decided that instead of being good at her job, she's just going to complain about the things about the city that she doesn't like, Mm -hmm. which to her credit is how she got the job in the first place, complaining on Twitter. But it also got her fired from her last job. Jessica threw her a bone. And I really, Rob, I really thought Yoli and Jessica were going to be our uh, Mike and Harvey or something like that. She's going to have somebody she could play off of, somebody fun who was more tapped in, a little younger, uh, exuberant. And she's just like, no, nah, I just got a lot of things to say. And I know that it might ruin my job, but I don't care. It, this was the most Mike Ross anybody has been mm-hmm. in this show. But it, it it had none of the endearing, like, but also we won with Mike Ross. You know, with Mike Ross, he could do all those things. But as long as we bring home the money in the end, we're like, okay, Mike Ross... You got mm-hmm. your own way, but you made it happen. If without you, we wouldn't have gotten this far. Yoli is a thorn in Jessica's side right now, and I don't know how much longer she's going to last here. What do you think, what company do you think that Icarus is like a stand-in for? Is it Amazon? Maybe, you know, coming to areas that are impoverished, building warehouses, and then just trying to make like the area around them, mm-hmm. corporate playgrounds. It does give big Amazon vibes, honestly. Because sometimes um, like I know like, so Amazon like is coming into like a city and I think that like New York had this and then um, that Amazon was going to be bringing like us uh, doing like a big like, uh, like they were like vying for like a couple different cities and like AOC was like campaigning against them coming and people were getting mad at her. Like, Hey, there's a lot of jobs. Like why are you campaigning against them to come here? So I I do wonder when they sort of like, uh, if if it's not Amazon, it's like Amazon adjacent. Yeah. I mean, that's what Amazon does though. They bring these warehouses and immediately say, we're bringing thousands of jobs here. But we also know that Amazon Amazon employees are not properly compensated all the time, that the working conditions are not always great. And then of course, by bringing in this huge warehouse, they want to turn the city into something that they can say, look, we're a very corporate city now. Look at how many beer gardens we have. How many pink berries are in walking mm-hmm. in, in walking distance? Like, have you ever done CrossFit? We done sixty two of them in the last, you know, in the last like quarter mile. There's all of those here, you know. And so that's what Yoli's struggling with. She's like, I see that you're coming, and I see that you do manufacturing, and I see all the jobs, but you're also like. Show me around. Show me why, you know, why this city is whitewashed enough for me to bring in all of our suits, you know? Uh, and so she doesn't stand for it. She's, she speaks up. Derek to, once told her to speak her mind, and she's going to do it, damn it. And mm-hmm. she almost blows everything. And Derek has to basically, like, reel everything back in. And it does get back to Jessica. And Yoli's job is in jeopardy now because she knows that Yoli might have her heart in a good place, but that is not why she got hired. She got yeah. hired to help. She so. 
the real life story that I mentioned uh, was back in 2018 when Amazon was trying to decide where to build another headquarters. Uh, they ultimately decided on Virginia for that. Uh, but then the follow up to that story a couple years later uh, that Amazon ultimately ended up pausing construction on that second headquarters uh, in Virginia when they were yeah. cutting back on uh, adding a lot of jobs. So it ultimately mm -hmm. didn't get anywhere. Right. People hear Amazon and hear jobs, but there are other factors that come into, there's a reason why Amazon only builds places in certain places, right? It's not about who needs the most jobs. It's actually ridiculous for you to be bringing in like this uh, mega corporation to benefit off of the, the, the city and like, oh yeah, we're going to make the city so fancy and new and expensive. And the entire, like the inhabitants of the city are on food stamps and welfare and they are struggling. And it's like, oh yeah, but look at what our workers get. It's like, yeah, but you're not hiring us anyway. You're bringing in people to work here. Is so this why it, we can't stream season nine of Suits on Prime? Oh, no, I think it's actually the other way around. I think when Pearson drops, they're like, uh, you know, they're like, wait a minute. Hold on. Y'all did this episode? Yeah, we got to snatch all this stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. Pearson. I actually Pearson, think you can Pearson see season nine is on Prime. I think Pearson's not on Prime. Yeah, Pearson's not on Prime. It mm -hmm. has none to, Yeah, that's what it is. It's like you got to pay for Pearson because you're mm -hmm. not we're not going to let you slander us. Um and get streams off of it. It's not going to happen. Peacock okay. is in charge of this, for sure. Yeah. All right. Anything else on Derek and Yoli? Yoli's job is in jeopardy, and she needs to be aware of that. I I want a Yoli redemption arc in the She's next on the episode. Hot seat. Or, or we're wasting our time if we don't get one, honestly. Because she why, why does she work here exactly? What is she doing? Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Chappelle, who gets the gritty in this episode? I think this is the first time that is there is does anybody else is anybody in contention? I feel like that this was the least Jessica centric episode of the five. No, no Jessica gets the still gritty. Jessica. Okay, uh, yeah, five for still five. Jessica. Jessica. What? Who are we gonna give it to? Carrie. Okay, girl, get up. Okay, well then, there's some <laughs> other suits news I wanted to talk to you about. Of course, that we had. How about this? In the year of our Lord, 2024, mm -hmm. we sit down for the most televised Super Bowl ever, and mm -hmm. we get to see, we are graced by five of the sovereign six of <laughs> the OGs appearing in Super Bowl ads. How about that? Yeah. In the this Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Only Meghan Markle I did not appear on our television. During the Super Bowl, if she she should have gone to the game. 
Look, she might have, but she knows better than to give the Brits something to talk about. Every time this woman blinks, there's an article or uh, Piers Morgan is somewhere like crying in his car. You know, she knows better than to be public, especially if they're trying to bring in the suits renaissance, you know, the suits Mm -hmm. renaissance. Um, Yeah. Harry and Meghan, they need to double date Taylor and Travis. If, oh my God, that, Okay. You slowed me down with that one. Yeah. I don't know if I support it. These gingers can stick together. I think it would be super cool. I bet they know each other. There's no world where Taylor Swift does not Mm -hmm. know Meghan Markle. I just don't see it. I bet Travis Kelsey would like suits. Travis Kelsey 100% watches suits. (laughs) 1,000%. This is the show for him. He is the dude broiest of them all, and this is a dude bros show. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So no sign of Rachel Zane on the Super Bowl, but we had two different suits Super Bowl commercials. Uh, one was for Elf Cosmetics, and it mm-hmm. was it was pretty wild. It was real free for all with Judge Judy, and then we had with uh, Rick Hoffman was there, and mm-hmm. uh, of course our beloved. Uh, Gina Torres uh, was there, mm-hmm. and then uh, Donna, Sarah yeah. Rafferty. Sarah Rafferty. It was like we got the game back together, and that's the thing. I know we're getting our suits bent off eventually, but if it's anything like Pearson, you got to give us more of the OGs. You can't just like dangle this carrot in front of us on all these commercials and stuff and be like, suits is coming back, y'all. Suits is coming back, y'all. And then when it comes back... It's basically Pearson, but with the green arrow mm-hmm. as Jessica. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and Suits LA will uh, is coming back. We'll we'll uh, let's talk about that in a minute. But I just want to figure, figure finish up the Super Bowl ads because then we also mm-hmm. had the one that kind of was under our radar was that okay, we've reunited Mike and Harvey for T-Mobile. What were they doing? Yeah, they were like dancing they in were, a garage. They were auditioning. It was their audition uh, for what for, for the. I think they were auditioning for the commercial. They were auditioning for the T-Mobile commercial, and so like while Patrick J. Adams is trying to be serious about it for a second, I think Harvey is in the background like going down a fake uh, stairwell and like really just kind of negging in the background, acting a fool. Um, yeah, they wanted to be a part of their own commercial, and so they they acted up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they made some predictions about Suits LA, I believe. You know, so people could check that out. Um, you know, I I, I what, what did they predict? Listen, if you go to uh the uh the Super Bowl ad, I believe, on THR, mm-hmm. there's definitely some good uh some good information about what people are thinking and talking about for Suits LA. I didn't bookmark it myself, but yeah, go check that out. Okay. All right. Well, all right, Suits LA has uh some people that have been attached to the show and uh as Chappelle mentioned, Stephen Amell, the Arrow. Green Arrow, yeah. Uh I don't know what this means. So, here's the struggle I'm having with Suits LA. We like Suits because of it's the Harvey and Mike bromance. Mike has a superpower. You know, that's a story that is contained in a bubble. Then you have Pearson, which is just Jessica being Jessica in a different city. None of the bromance, none of the superpower, just grit. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting suits to LA. I'm assuming we're not getting the bromance. We we don't have we have no word about Harvey and Mike. We have Stephen Amell being attached to this. 
Is he our new Harvey? Is there going to be a Mike? Is it a Harvey? Is it a bromance show again? Is there going to be a, a, a superpower? The yeah. things we like about suits, are they carried over into Suits LA? I'm struggling with I that I think right they're going to attach somebody to it. I, like, I feel like it's going to be kind of like maybe like a Fuller House where uh, mm. we're going to have where in Fuller House, if you didn't see it, like not, uh, I guess it was a couple. It was the, the kids. It was like DJ and Stephanie were there in the whole way through. But then like the adults would like pop in every once in a while. And I wonder if we're going to have. A situation like that where uh, Harvey is going to show up uh, for an episode or two and people are going to come in and out, but they're not going to be in the main cast. So we're not going to have anybody from the main cast in the first like who's who's the crossover person? Who should it, it be? Is it Lewis? Who should it be? They're on the West Coast. It has to be Mike Ross. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I really do yeah. think that like... Um, the problem with Mike Ross, though, that if it's going to be a law firm, like if it's not like um, Mike Ross doesn't want to have a law firm, like he wants to have a clinic. Yes. But if you got um, if you have Stephen Amell as the the lawyer and Mike Ross is coming in as like the fixer, you know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe that's what we're getting because yeah. he's seasoned now. Mike Ross is thrown in the right. game at this point, uh, you know, so he comes in and he's like, I've been here, done that. And you still get that photographic memory thing. is kind of cool. I don't think we can write that out of the show. Yeah. And then, you know, you can have it where if like maybe and you have to have it where Mike and Rachel have broken up. Right. She's right. not. No. You, or, right. or you want to recast Rachel? I mean, you're, you're no, not getting Meghan no Markle for Suits no. L.A. You just don't need her. You just bring in Mike as like the like the running fixer. You know, mm. he doesn't need to have a relationship. We already did that. Yeah, but everybody else can for have this to really work, Chappelle, Mike has to be the new Harvey. So don't you want to see Make Mike the new Jessica? Hmm. We didn't know anything about Jessica's personal life for the most part. We knew she had some suitors every now and then, no pun intended. But she really wasn't that important to the storyline. She just came in whenever somebody needed to like put down the hammer. I think that you you make Mike the new Jessica. Stephen Amell is there as the Harvey. You bring in a new Mike-esque character. Okay. And then those people have relationships. Okay. And, or maybe even make... I was about to say make Donna the secretary, but I don't think you can do that. Maybe Donna's the the COO or something like that of this new company, you know, like there, there's a way you can bring that, that similar feel in, but I don't think you need Mike and Rachel. I think you just need one of the okay. other Mike or Harvey. Well, any of those things would be good. It'd be nice. Cause in uh Pearson, we're not getting anything. Yeah. Because people like suits, but yeah, you got to give them like, you know, don't just say like, it's the same font. Right. Cause that's essentially what Pearson is. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not it's even Jessica. the same font. Right. It's, it's like a, it's from the people Jessica. who brought you suits. Yeah, at least Jessica's yeah. here, but it's not the same show. If you told me this was not in the suits universe, this show could stand alone. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't, it doesn't need to be connected to suits. You could say this is Jessica Pearson, former former uh, you know, lawyer from New York who got disbarred and sit back home to Chicago. That's it. The pilot is it stands alone. It doesn't need Harvey, Mike, and Lewis for this show to be what it is. But if you tell me it's a spinoff, I want those things. To kind of echo and and, re and remain true to the to the to the vibe of the show, and I think it's just completely gone. This okay. could have been its own thing. All right, we're halfway through Pearson season one. Yeah, how about that? I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, like, uh, only like five not, episodes left of new suits content for us. Not my favorite show, but also 
It's still like um, like I said, it's a decent watch. Uh, you know, back when we were trying to figure out what we were gonna talk about next, we didn't we had no clue that we were gonna be getting fed like with Pearson and then with Suits LA. So, you know, I think we started the podcast at the perfect time. Uh, but you know, it wasn't it wouldn't be my first thing to talk about. Like I kind of have more questions for uh the showrunners at this point. We need to redo another interview. Okay. All right. Well, Chappelle. Anything else about the assist, the former city attorney? Nope. Solid episode. Let's see what happens next. Okay. All right. Chappelle, what else are you working on these days? Recapkickback.com. Go to recapkickback.com. Check out the YouTube videos. Check out the podcast. Subscribe. Click like and subscribe on the YouTube videos. We're already at 300 subscribers on YouTube. I think I got to get to five before YouTube decides to give me some money. And so let's let's do that. Let's let's talk cash, y'all. Go go and send us some five-star reviews as well on Recap Kickback, wherever you get your podcast. Hype it up. Let them know that you've been a, a Suits listener. If you put that in the yeah. comments, that'll be great. That'd be amazing. And if you've listened to 140-some-odd Suits episodes here in this feed, like, well, why wouldn't you subscribe to whatever right. Chappelle's working on next? Don't you love You're going to watch Suits not, LA. Why don't you watch Chappelle's right. spinoffs? Listen, what if Suits LA is just on the recap kickback? Then you're, you're, you're forced to come with me. Look at that. I don't want to hold that hostage from y'all. So just, I'm yeah. just saying. What if we decide to put Pearson episode eight recap? You're just in recap kickback. Just just to do it. Just to do it. Now you got to go get it. And <laughs> see, I don't want to have to do that from y'all. I don't want to have to hold the, pos- the podcast hostage from you. So go ahead. Check it out. Throw us a five-star reviews. And then um, support. Support recap kickback. Wherever okay. you get your podcast. All right. And of course, we've got so much going on all the time. Whenever you're listening to this over on robhasawebsite.com, we appreciate you checking this out. Anything from the Facebook group, Chappelle? Uh, No, that's where we have most of our ads. And I want to shout out the Facebook group, number one. Most of the Super Bowl ads. Yeah. but Don't make it sound like people go there to see commercials of, of this. Of this? Why yeah, would somebody when you say it? we have, this is where we have most of our ads, it's like uh, yeah, makes it sound like come 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 and like uh, watch our advertising. Well, no, well, with the Super Bowl ads are in here, but also this is where we're getting our uh, our news drops about things that are happening in the Suits universe. Shout out to Katie for put posting the Stephen Amell uh, news from the for the NBC spinoff of Suits LA. Um, shout out to Camilla and uh, and other people as well. Uh, Stacy, uh, I think um, Link Cole also have been like just chiming in on what. Suits LA could be making sure that we're all caught up on all the the um, upcoming like videos and stuff like that. So yeah, if you want to be active in the group, it's still there. And again, once Suits LA comes back, it's probably going to be more active because we're going to be back oh, on our old BS. You forget know? it. I mean, like uh, this is the world's preeminent Suits podcast. Number one in our hearts and number one to everybody else. It's 446 members, Rob. So we're trying, let's try to get that to 500 too. Let's see what we can do. Okay. All right. Tell tell your suits friends. All right. Shout out to all of the new people that are listening as well. Someday you'll get here. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care of a good one. Bye. Bye.